Stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind Alright, so as you can tell from the title, Jeff is doing another, well, why am I referring to myself in third person? I am doing another holiday-themed episode, Labor Day. So when this episode comes out, it will be on Labor Day. Yes, I do know that I have listeners outside of the United States, but from what I understand, Labor Day is celebrated pretty much globally. Uh, In many instances, though, in other countries, it's considered International Workers Day or something like that. But... Because I live in America, I'm going to discuss the American Labor Day. And for those of you in different countries that are listeners, thank you for tuning in. And this will give you an opportunity to learn something about us silly Americans. So before we get started, I will give you some updates. I haven't really had much in the way of updates in the previous two weeks. Don't have a ton of updates right now, but I do want to give you an update on the novel. So as you know, the novel is written. I am working on going through the first pass of editing, which also means that I'm adding stuff and maybe deleting a little bit, but I'm actually kind of beefing certain sections of the story up now that I know how it ends and how it goes. But at the time of recording this on August 30th of 2022, I am 87% through the first pass edit. So getting really close. And I have a feeling that the last 13% may go more quickly because that is the stuff that I wrote right near the end when I was really in a groove and I was flying and I'd really found the voice of the book itself so it is very possible that by the time this episode comes out nay it is more than likely that by the time this episode is released that I will be 100% of the way through the first pass editing process there will be more editing involved I don't want to release a book with a bunch of typos or poor grammar or redundancies but I think I'm getting a lot of really good stuff done in the first pass and again luckily because of things like Microsoft Word and word processors, the grammatical and typo perspective is already limited versus, you know, back in the old days when people would type on a typewriter and get going really fast and not realize misspellings or poor grammar choices, etc. So another update that it's kind of sad to have to give this update and report on this, but I have had to make the difficult decision to leave my job at the school, the music school that I've been working at for the last eight months, and I figure it's fitting to provide this update on the Labor Day special, which is all about working. But, you know, I'm not leaving the job because of a lack of job satisfaction. It is just simply this school, it just does not have the ability to pay the instructor very well at all. In fact, there's a fast food Asian place close to where the school is at. I'm not going to name that place, but there's been times where I've had a break or during the camp weeks where
where I've needed to get food really quick. And since it's super close by, I'll run over there. And they always have a sign right outside their little drive through area that is trying to, you know, hire new employees. And just to kind of put it in dollars and cents for you, I could get a job entry level working the kitchen of that fast food joint for 50 cents less than what I was getting paid to be a music instructor and director at the school. And that was always frustrating to have to see that and be like, man, you know, what I'm doing is very specialized and it's based on 30 years plus of musical performance and training. I guarantee you these people going and working at this fast food place, they don't really need to have any kind of skill to do that, yet we are merely separated by 50 cents on the hour. And the fact is, is, you know, I do have a background in digital marketing in the corporate world, had kind of hoped maybe I didn't have to go back into corporate America, but it seems like, you know, that is actually going to be something that I need to do. And to an extent, I'm kind of looking forward to it in regards to just general stability in my life, you know, having health and dental and vision insurance for the first time in almost three years, that'd be nice. And just generally knowing that I'm going to be making a comfortable salary, which will allow me to maybe occasionally go to a restaurant and order a drink somewhere. I can't tell you the last time that I went and actually bought food that wasn't a quick dollar menu fast food or just eating the same cheap crap out of my fridge and freezer. I have made a lot of sacrifices to work at this school because of my commitment to my belief for what the school is doing and my commitment to the students that I instruct and direct. And for that reason, it is heartbreaking to have to make this decision, but alas, I have no choice but to do what is in my best financial interest before I'm not only underwater, but just completely drowning. And I've mentioned on the podcast before that, you know, I do DoorDash on the side, but the problem is due to the nature of when the school hours of operation are, it conflicts with my ability to ever do a dinner dash, which would be the most profitable four to five hours of dashing in any given day. Lunches can be very hit or miss. Not to mention the fact that, you know, seasonally where I live in winter, that's very difficult to try and do DoorDash when there's a snowstorm or even worse, an ice storm, or if it's crazy torrential downpour or thunderstorm that's awful to try and pick up food and deliver it in that situation and with fall pretty much upon us and winter right around the corner i've got to make some moves to ensure that i am financially secure and stable with zero reliance upon doordash and no, ladies and gentlemen, while, uh, yes, I am a machine cranking out content for you every single week with this podcast, no, this does not pay me a single penny. I don't have advertisers yet. Still need to get to that point. Speaking of which, I used to bring this up at the end of some episodes and then thought, yeah, you sound like a beggar. Maybe you shouldn't do that. But if anybody is a consistent fan and would like to throw me a little bit of change in the form of a thank you, or you could almost consider a little subscription fee. I don't care if it's five bucks. Shit, it could be a dollar. I don't care. I'm not asking for you guys, someone to throw me a hundred dollars or something, but it's not much different than me putting a tip bucket out when I go do my music gigs. And those are music gigs that I'm actually getting paid well for. And I'm still getting tipped on top of that. This is a podcast that I'm putting way more time and effort into than one of my gigs and not getting paid for. So I guess to not solicit tips from time to time would be stupid of me. So if anyone would like to do that, you can 
can find me on Venmo at Jeff Schaefer, J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. And again, I'm not looking for handouts. I'm not asking. I don't expect anybody to actually drop money into my Venmo. And as the show is continuing to grow here soon, I will feel more comfortable approaching advertisers. But that also becomes more difficult because this is not a show that is primarily listened to only in central Ohio. So I can't exactly go target businesses around the area that I live because that's only going to hit a fraction of the listenership overall. I mean, ideally, I almost want to find an advertiser that could be applicable on an international level because of the international aspect of my listenership. Yes, the majority of my listeners are in America, but some weeks I may have more listens in one specific country outside of America than I do in my actual city of Columbus, Ohio. Just kind of depends on the week. So that makes the struggle of seeking advertisers a little trickier. And just so you know, I'm not going to stop doing the podcast regardless of whether I ever receive a Venmo tip from anyone, regardless of if I never get to the point where I am able to approach advertisers or even when I can approach them to actually get one. This is something I thoroughly enjoy doing. It is therapeutic, so do not worry. Jeff Becomes Jeff fans, I will continue doing this podcast for quite some time. All right, finally, I want to remind everybody that you can go follow me on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Remember, I welcome your suggestions. Go out, follow me, send me a comment, a tweet, whatever, and say, hey, here's something I think would be funny to talk about. And of course, if you send me something interesting and worth talking about, or even just worth mentioning your tweet or your comment, I will do so on an episode of the podcast, and I'll make sure to give a shout out to your handle on social media so that if any of my other fans want to go follow you and vice versa, we can start to build a little community of Jeff Becomes Jeff listeners. Wouldn't that be special? And yes, I am going to start making a more concerted effort to start actively using my social media pages and figuring out a way to have more regular and regulated content so that in the event that anyone ever actually does decide to go follow me, you'll have something to see other than just something I posted three weeks ago. And with that said, we are going to go into today's topic, Labor Day, the Labor Day special 2022. And yes, you guys are going to learn stuff on this episode. You know me. A lot of my episodes are very learning-based. It's because I like to learn. So when I'm doing the prep, I find out all these different facts. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Well, that's interesting. And of course, I want to share that with you. So first, let's start with the easy thing. Labor Day It's a federal holiday here in America, and it is always celebrated on the first Monday of September. I will tell you it has nothing to do with like going into labor or childbirth, so do not think that it is that type of labor. But the more I thought about it, and you guys know how I feel about birthdays and not wanting to have my birthday celebrated because it seems like a very arbitrary acknowledgement of nothing, but thinking about Labor Day, it actually would make more sense to celebrate the mothers who pushed a human being out of their tiny little vag and went through all of that pain and effort and nine months of carrying a baby. And instead, who do we celebrate? We celebrate 
the person who plopped out of mom's vag with the assistance of, in most cases, a medical staff. The person you're celebrating on their birthday, they didn't do shit. That was all the mom. So really on a birthday, we should be celebrating the mom. And if we're not going to do that, then we should be celebrating moms on Labor Day. But no, that's not what it is. Labor Day actually honors and recognizes the American labor movement and the contribution of laborers to the development and achievements in the United States over the last, I don't know, couple hundred years, I guess. So I was actually surprised to find out how long Labor Day has been around. I assumed it was something that maybe happened, I don't know, like the early 1900s, but actually the first state to make Labor Day an official holiday was Oregon, and they did so in 1887. Let me remind you that this was only 22 years after abolishing slavery, which had existed in America for the previous 250 years. So essentially, slavery is abolished. American white men have to actually work and be laborers for 22 years, and it only took 22 years for them to say, maybe we should celebrate ourselves for all this hard work. So seven years later, it finally became a federal holiday, at which point a lot of other states had recognized it. But let me point out that when it became a federal holiday, a federally recognized holiday in 1894, the only people who got the day off work were federal employees. Yeah, that sounds about right. The government scratching their own back and scratching their own balls. Meanwhile, all the other people out there actually doing a hard day's work, they can go fuck themselves. In fact, as late as the 1930s, a lot of the unions in America were requesting that their workers start striking to insist that they would get Labor Day off. So we're talking decades that while being a federally recognized holiday, people weren't getting the day off unless you work for the government, that is. So Labor Day was a started and promoted like what started the idea the movement as to celebrating Labor Day by the Knights of Labor that would be K-N-I-G-H-T-S yes, Knights You are indeed brave tonight but the fight is mine Oh, and enough, eh? Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left Yes, I have Look! Just a flesh wound which seems like a very self-important description. And then also the Central Labor Union. The Central Labor Union was formed in 1867, only two years after abolishing slavery. And basically, at least in the beginning, it was fundamentally Marxist in nature. So for those of you who don't know what Marxist or Marxism is, basically the easiest way to explain that is that it would mean that a society works for a common good, that there is no finger quotes class system. Basically, everyone is on equal footing in regard to reward and effort, again, all going after a common good, i.e. a utopian dream that is impossible given the hypocrisy and greed of humanity. So in 1869, the Knights of Labor were created or formed. Remember, now we're still only four years after abolishing slavery. We've got to, like, figure out all these unions because, oh, no, we've got to work all of a sudden. We better figure out a way to keep everything regulated and fair, but the Knights of Labor, they would actually go on to create some of the biggest and most successful strikes in the history of the United States in the late 1800s. And, you know, let's be honest, a strike, basically a group temper tantrum by people who agreed to do something and then all of a sudden decided, hey, wait a minute, this is retrospectively unfair to me, so I'm going to demand not to do anything until they give me what I want. Also, in regard 
regard to Labor Day and especially the fact that it is now recognized and everyone pretty much gets the day off. Well, not everyone. We'll talk about that later. But isn't that a little hypocritical on Labor Day, a day to celebrate work and hard work that you take the day off? Should that not be the day that you work harder than any other day of the year because it's Labor Day? I So now that we have covered what Labor Day is all about, how it started, let's talk about some things that are commonly associated with Labor Day. So first off, you're not allowed to wear white until Memorial Day next year. I think this is a very odd societal rule that we're somehow making fashion relevant to a holiday about working. But it's not so much working, it's because we're going into the fall season. So it's not also just you can't wear white anymore, it's that you also can't wear, here we go, seersucker. Many of you are like, what in the hell is seersucker? Well, it's not really that relevant anymore. So seersucker, it was a fabric that was used, especially back in the old-timey days, and it was a thin, puckered cotton. And basically it was designed to use for clothes that people would wear in hot weather. A lot of engineers on trains and locomotives, they would wear seersucker material because it would help to reduce the heat from being inside of a steam or a coal engine while still needing to be covered up for general protection. Seersucker also kind of became like a stylistic thing where a lot of times if you watch movies from like the 20s or 30s or 40s era where people have, especially like men have like a suit jacket that is like a really thin vertical blue and white stripes, that would be seersucker. So since we're making this societally fashionable rule about you can't wear white anymore because it's gonna get cold soon, what about the southern and western states in the United States where it just doesn't get cold? Are they allowed to wear white? Is there like a borderline? Are people in Arizona, Southern California, Texas, Florida, are they supposed to suffer simply because we have this rule that you can't wear white? Don't worry, people. Memorial Day is right around the corner. Well, not really, but then you can get those white clothes back out and your seersucker. Also, around Labor Day, there is a lot of significance when it comes to sports in the United States. I'm not really into race car driving, but for people who are, the Southern 500 NASCAR race takes place on Labor Day. So much for getting the day off. Also, the National Hot Rod Association holds the NHRA U.S. National Finals on Labor Day weekend. Not sure if it's on actual Labor Day. All my research said was Labor Day weekend. I don't give a shit enough about hot rods and race cars to look further. So let's just say Labor Day weekend. Also, Labor Day is the middle point between week one and week two of the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. 
And of course, let us not forget, Labor Day weekend is pretty much the kickoff, yes, I say kickoff purposefully, pun intended, of college football. And then typically also the NFL will start their regular season, I want to say the Thursday after the Labor Day holiday. So all within a one-week period, college football and professional football all start happening. Being in Columbus, Ohio, and having lived in Ohio my whole life, I am a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes. At the time that this episode is released, the Buckeyes will have played Notre Dame in the first game of the season. As far as I know, in the history of Ohio State football, that's a long history, this is the first time that Ohio State has ever played a team in the first game of the season with both themselves and that other team being ranked in the top five to start the season. So this is going to be interesting. I'm pretty confident that the Bucs are going to win, but it's first game of the season. It's hard to tell. You never know what's going to happen. So Fingers crossed when this comes out that the Buckeyes are one and oh. So from a retail perspective, Labor Day is a very popular time for there to be sales going on. And in fact, some of the research that I did, a lot of retailers claim that Labor Day sales are the second biggest sales day on Labor Day, only behind Black Friday, which Black Friday, I hate it. It's so stupid. Now what do we have like Cyber Monday for any of you people who take place in Black Friday? Friday sales going really early, waiting in lines. You're an idiot. First off, let me point out that are you not understanding the fact that these stores and retailers are ripping you off the majority of the year because they're telling you on a certain day that we can sell our stuff for way lower margins and at an even higher volume of overall sales that are going to happen because everyone's trying to just clear off the shelves. Why can't they sell them at that same margin pretty much? the rest of the year? Well, because they're dickheads. It's capitalism. Maybe if y'all didn't go reward them on their stupid-ass Black Friday and Cyber Monday bullshit, they would feel forced to actually put more fair margins on the items year-round in order to balance out the volume of sales through the course of the year. So you're part of the problem, you Black Friday bastards. So earlier, you know, when I was talking about the people get the day off on Labor Day and was like, well, not everyone, let's talk about who does not get the day off on Labor Day? Who has to work? So first off, let me tell you by definition what we're celebrating, which would be a laborer. And by definition, a laborer is a person doing unskilled work, manual work for wages. And typically the people that are getting an automatic day off on Labor Day, they're skilled workers or federal or corporate people in federal and corporate environments not doing any kind of manual labor. They're not labor. They're office staff. They're clerical people. Those are the people that by default get Labor Day off. You notice that restaurants, retail stores, gas stations, service stations, probably like HVAC repair places, all of those things are still open on Labor Day. Those typically consist of unskilled workers doing manual labor. And if you work in a restaurant or a retail store, and I don't want you to misinterpret me saying you're unskilled, what I mean is that 
that you didn't necessarily go through any specific training or schooling or get some kind of a certification to be a waitress or a cashier. That's what I mean by unskilled. Doesn't mean you're not skilled at what you do. That is just the term unskilled. Don't be so sensitive. But that seems kind of fucked up because we're supposed to be celebrating the laborers and it is the laborers who do not get the day off. Also, one thing I found out regarding what's open and what's closed that I thought was interesting is in regard to liquor stores. So apparently in many of the states, liquor stores are state controlled. So if a state operates where liquor stores are state controlled, then by law, those liquor stores must close on Labor Day. There are 25 states in the United States that are not state controlled for their liquor stores and they do not have to close. I mean, they can close if they want to, but they don't have to. I will tell you the state that I live in, Ohio, is state controlled, which means apparently, didn't know this, I'm not really a liquor drinker, but if you wanted to go buy liquor from a liquor store on Labor Day, you're screwed. They're going to be closed. It is the law. For some reason, Washington, D.C., not state controlled. It's weird how Washington, D.C., the central location to pretty much all of our government, has all of these rules that are completely out of whack with the rest of the country. Like the fact that Washington, D.C. was, I believe, like the last place that you were allowed to vote for president because of an amendment made to the Constitution. You couldn't vote for president in the place where the president lives up until not that long ago, people. All right, so before we wrap up earlier, I kind of mentioned when discussing the history and the origin of Labor Day, I kept referencing slavery. And, well, the reason being is because the whole Labor Day thing started not that long after slavery had been abolished. And essentially for the previous 250 years, all the hard labor was being done by these unpaid slaves. And then now all of a sudden we got to start doing some work. Let's pat ourselves on the back and celebrate. Even though at that time, the contribution to the development and growth in the United States was actually probably more due to the slaves and not to just the average white worker or slave owner. So let's talk about Juneteenth in comparison to Labor Day. So Juneteenth, I'm going to be honest, when Juneteenth happened this year, I'm like, what the hell is Juneteenth? I didn't know what it was, when it was supposed to happen. And then when I found out that it had to do with the emancipation of the slaves, I felt like a white piece of shit like well wow how did I not know about this but after doing research for the show I do feel a little better about finding out that Juneteenth was only first federally recognized last year in 2021 so it's not like this is something that's been going on for years and years and years and somehow my white ass just didn't pay attention or somehow completely missed it And just so you know, Juneteenth is celebrated on June 19th because it is celebrating the day that slaves learned of their emancipation on June 19th, 1865. However, let me point out that the abolishment of slavery was passed by Congress on January 31st, 1865. What? Why did it take five months to send out the memo to the slaves of something as important as their freedom? That seems kind of fucked up. They put in like an extra five months of work that they didn't have to. Congress had already passed it, so... It's weird that we're celebrating when they found out, not when it was actually passed in Congress. 
Also, want to point out that June 19th, or I'm sorry, Juneteenth, same thing, but it is not a typical paid day off for the average employee. And some might say, well, it's kind of a celebration of a specific race within our society. Maybe everyone shouldn't have that day off. Well, everyone sure as shit is getting the day off for Martin Luther King Day. So go on, corporate America. Start handing out days off for Juneteenth. Let's celebrate the actual laborers that helped to establish this country leading up to just 20 years before Labor Day was created. All right, that is all the boring bullshit information that I was able to come up with about Labor Day. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you're like, I didn't care about any of this, Jeff. That's fine, but it's content. You're welcome. Once again, I want to thank everyone for continuing to tune in and the new countries that are tuning in. I still continue to see listens from Sydney, Australia. So whoever you mates are out there in Sydney, Australia, I thank you for tuning in every week. Yes, I know. If you're in Australia and you heard that impromptu Australian accent that I just did, it was probably like awful. It's okay. Not Australian, but I do appreciate you listening. Please spread the word. Let all your friends know. If you don't listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, you're not my best friend anymore. Don't forget to go check me out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Let me know show topics you would like to hear in the coming weeks. Until next time, I'm Jeff. You're indeed brave tonight, but the fight is mine. Oh, and enough, eh? Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! Just a flesh wound. And... I'm Jeff. I ho I ho I ho
devil looking He said I don't really want to be your friend I've been tried and I've cried and I'm done crying And then I laughed in his face And then I saw the guy fire He said you don't need to keep me Covered him with water from the lake. 